let's say if, if you were stuck to a minimum of only $50, right? Okay. Somebody came in, got a simple name. Like, let's say if five people came in and everybody wanted simple names. Like, yeah. our, our grandma passed. We all want our, her name on, on our wrist or something like that. $50, okay. you can get that done in less than 10 minutes. Wow. So, five people at $50. That's an Not hour. Even, about an hour, hour of work, and you got that amount of money. So if you did that, let's say if you did that, or if you did just 10 people, yeah, 10 people a day on small tattoos, it's $500 a day. Wow. And then you work 30 days. Yeah, and it only took you for those 10 people something small. Yeah. $15,000 in a month. Wow. You can make $15,000 a month if you just did those just 10 small ones a day, mm-hmm. $50. And that and that doesn't even take up a lot of the time, so you can no still time at all. do you, other you can stuff. Still, you can have a you can have a nine or five, yeah, if you wanted to. Okay, and just use that time, the regular time, just to do, and you can just make it known to people that all I want to do is small tattoos. Okay. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tap Network. Listen, I got my good friend, Tristan. We're going to be talking about uh, business. How do you grow? How do you scale? Uh, Listen, do me a favor, man. If you like these videos, if you're getting value out of them, like, subscribe, and also comment in the uh, comment section letting us know additional videos that you want to hear about, uh, any topics that you want us to discuss, anything that you're dealing with in business uh, that you're having a hard time with and you want us to give you some advice. Drop that in the comment and we'll do our best to try to get uh, to that. Uh, Our goal, as I say all the time in the Equity Tap, is to help entrepreneurs uh, raise their business IQ so that they can tap into their full equity. That being said, man, introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are. All right, what's good, people? People, if you don't know me, to those who know who I am, (laughs) all right, you know what's up. To those who don't know me, my name is Tristan. A lot of people call me Santana, first name last night. You know how they go. So? But, um, yeah, I'm sitting here chilling with my homie today. We're going to speak on some business things as far as, like, um, um, learning the business or whatever you're doing. Yeah, man. So you in the uh, you're an artist, you're in the tattoo industry, man. Mm-hmm. How did you uh, how did that all come about? Oh man, actually, uh, me tattooing started. It was a fluke. Okay. It was actually a fluke. I um I actually used to work around that time, man. I used to do a lot of um construction. Okay. I did auger piling. If y'all don't know what auger piling is, it's basically like when you come in, uh, you know, before people come in and build the buildings. You know, we came in first and did all the foundation work. We come in, drill holes in the ground, and we fill them up with concrete that way. Where if you build an apartment complex on it, you won't sink into the ground, basically. Okay. So, so it's like foundation work? Yeah. What is it called? Work. It was just auger piling. It's called auger piling. Mm, never heard yeah. of that. That's what's up, man. So, auger so yeah. you started with that and you said- Started with that, yeah. So I started with that. So what I was doing was, because I used to, when we used to travel, I used to get tattoos in like different places. Okay. Like if I was in- California, I get a little tattoo there. If I was in New Orleans, I get a tattoo there. For sure. So when I came back to um came back home or whatever, it was some uh a few tattoo spots that I used to go to where they was old, it was either overcharging mm. or they didn't know how to tattoo dark skin that way. Cause most of the tattoo shops were weren't weren't black owned back then. And there weren't that okay. many tattoo artists that was of our color for sure working in the shops. Uh-huh. So one time I just, I think I just, uh, when was it? I can't remember exactly what, when it was that I did it, but I bought a little tattoo machine, man. Started um, tattooing on myself, started tattooing a few friends and stuff like that. And um, 
I think one day we all just, it was crazy because we all just walked out one day. We was, I think we was at a mall or somewhere. Uh-huh. There was a group of people that saw our tattoos, fresh tattoos. We had our arms out trying to show yeah. them all. <laughs> it was like, who did the tattoos? And so I told them it was me. And then it went from there. Then I went from there, tatting at homes and stuff like that, to tatting in shops and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's basically how they went about. It actually happened on a fluke. I wasn't trying to be a tattoo artist. But I became one for sure, just by tattooing yourself. Somebody yeah. saw it. Somebody saw Man, it. That's crazy. So you said you started uh, doing tattoos, going to people's homes before mm-hmm. you had your own oh, setup. That, yeah, that grind was that grind was so ugly coming yeah. up. But I had to, like I say, it it made me really appreciate the grind or and trying to get where I needed to get because. Man, I was Ted in all type of places, bro. Yeah. I was you in, said it was ugly. What does that mean? <laughs> ooh, ooh, I mean by ugly. Like, it was uh, trying to get my name out there. Okay. Ted in a lot of places. You know, I had to I, I had to tap people that I normally, that I tap people in places and, and stuff like that that I normally wouldn't. I would be like in bad neighborhoods and yeah. things like that, tattooing people and stuff like that. And, or... Man, I got some stories, bro. Nah, you good. I got some mother. Give me the crazy. Give me the craziest <laughs> one you got. <laughs> I got some stories. I mean, like, like one time I was tedding, uh, I was in these apartments a long time ago. The apartments are called Rolling Hills. Okay. You know what Rolling Hills is? I don't. It's in Fraser. Like, you know, okay. <laughs> in Fraser. It's like in the, almost like the heart of Fraser or whatever. And I was in there tedding, trying to get my name out there. Yeah. Man, I'm tedding. It lady, it was I got bugs here. I got babies running around me here. I said, <laughs> I can't do this, bro. I got I got to go ahead and get myself here and find and find a place that where I can tattoo without having to be in these crazy places and stuff like that. So I sure. eventually went to the shop and I started tattooing the shop for a while. That's what's up. So man, I know you were saying that once you started, like a lot of tattoo shops, of course, weren't accommodating to yeah. black people. And tattoos, man, and you may can speak to this, but the transition of the whole tattoo industry mm-hmm. over the uh, last few years or last decade has been crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I want to give Lil Wayne the credit for it, mm-hmm. uh, but he's probably one of the first artists that I saw mm-hmm. that, as a black artist that really embraced, you know what I'm saying, like uh, tattoos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you noticed from, you know what I'm saying, the time with trans... Because tattoos just was one of those things you didn't do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Your parents, nah, you better not get a They're tattoo. One, yeah. But now, everybody has them. It's socially acceptable. It's cool, you know what I'm saying, to express mm-hmm. yourself through that. What are some of the transitions that you have seen in the industry that have made it, you know what I'm saying, more open to more people? Well, as far as that, um, I've seen it become like, okay, as far as like this... At one point, tattooing was just strictly for, it was like a thing that was strictly for those who were like, um, who had years in it, like a decade and more sometimes. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be in the shop. Like a lot of people would not go to you if you were a scratcher. Well, a scratcher is is basically a person who like no license, you just learning, you just, you just learning or whatever and you're tatting from home. That's what a scratcher is. Okay. Basically. You know what I'm saying? So. A lot of there weren't as many uh, scratchers out there doing tattoos, so yep. that transition from there is like people wouldn't they wouldn't dare come to you if you were tatting at your home or gotcha, things like gotcha. that. They wouldn't do it. So now, how it's gotten so big and and it's like a, 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 a like a like a big trending thing that like everybody has tattoos. Everybody is tatting. Like they don't care if you're tatting at at home, a shop, or a box. Yeah. And now how it is now, it's like a lot of tattoo shops are starting to grab scratches 
mm-hmm. straight from home or wherever mm-hmm. and, okay. and try to put them in the shots because they know they're uh, they're they're starting to lose business to scratches. Gotcha. Because the prices are cheaper. That's what I was gonna the, ask you. Yeah. Yeah, the, the tattoos might not be as as good of quality. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? As somebody who's a professional, been doing it for years, decades, for sure. five, six years, whatever. But you know how people are these days, man. They just want it, they want something cheap. If it's cheap, they'll go for it. Yeah. So like I say, to to a lot of to a lot of people who who do tattoos, now it's more so like they don't really care about the art as much. It's gotcha. about money for them. Okay. Because if okay. you really cared about the art and trying to when you do stuff like that, you mm-hmm. will put more effort into building the craft, getting better at the craft before you start to play on people's skin. Like you can play all day on. Yeah. 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 On fake canvases, fake skins, and things like that, but gotcha. it's not good to play on people's flesh because you can't erase that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you play on that thing, on, on that that fake skin and things like that that you playing on, <laughs> that you that you practicing on, you can throw it to the side, you can throw that away. But when you start to do that on somebody's arm and you mess their whole arm up and they looking at you like, bro, you gonna have to give me my money back? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take something out of yo. You know? <laughs> And the crazy thing is, does the money back even justify something that don't look good, that's permanent? No. And what's crazy is, man, uh, I've been seeing this whole new wave of cover-up tattoos. I was looking at your mm-hmm. page and saw one that you did. I was like, bro, that, you did a great job on that, John. You couldn't hey, even see the original appreciate tattoo. It. When I saw it, I was like, it ain't no way possible he's going to be able to cover this, John. <laughs> so so through, the cover-up industry, do you do a lot of uh, cover-ups now? Yeah, I do a lot of cover-ups, and the, and the thing with cover-ups too, that's the thing. Like that's more of a, like a, um, a specialty thing. So, to you people out there watching, <laughs> don't try to cover something if you're not comfortable with it. Don't try to go out here. Don't try to. Um, and the thing too with cover-ups too. Another thing too covers a cover-up is this: you cannot, you can't just put anything over anything. Okay. So that's that does that won't make sense to do. This like trying to. Put a halter top on the on the on the big girl. It's like, that, bro, that don't look right. <laughs> Nothing to you, big legs. I love you, big girls. I, I, you know, I got love for y'all. But yeah, bro, the cover up the cover up game is 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 very. It takes skill to do cover. Like I say, even now, like I'm still learning stuff as I go. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I can be tatted for 10, 20, 30 years, every day. For sure, I, I tat. I'm still finding something new to do. As far as that. So you was talking about uh, practice. You said mm-hmm. they're called sketchers. Oh, uh, what do you mean? The 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 people that that's doing scratches. Scratches. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So with the scratches, how do they practice? That was something that I always wondered. Like, how do people that's getting in the tattoo industry practice if they don't actually practice on people? Um, fake skins. Okay. A lot of times you can use fake skins. Uh, some people use fruit. I don't recommend using fruit. That's foolish. Either, I've heard that before, yeah, like orange use, or something like that. Nah, bro, nah, I, I don't recommend that. I say either use the fake skins, the tattoo skins, use things like um, flesh, like the pig flesh. You can go and buy pig feet, cheap stuff like that. Like, wow. pigs, like actually, pig skin is, is like some of the best stuff to to tattoo on. That's because crazy. It, it might sound not being racist, but it kind of resembles white people's skin. <laughs> <laughs> so they ain't got the black pig skin yet. <laughs> no, nah, ain't no black pig skin yet. Leave them in the sun a little bit, then you got <laughs> But now, uh, yeah, stuff like that, like practicing on fake skin is the best thing to do uh, okay. before you start to uh, actually try to tattoo somebody. And another thing too with that practicing, it's best to work with somebody, pay attention. It's best to work with someone who knows what they're doing so they can teach you the, 
the basics of it. You got to learn how to break down your machine. You got to know everything about it. A lot of people now they go and buy them a little eBay kit. Okay. And get their stuff and put it together and start tatting. No, you got to know everything. You got to know the ins and outs. Just like, you know, with the podcast thing. But yeah. you got to know your cameras. You got to know your, your boards. You got to know everything. Just in case something go wrong, you know how to fix it. For sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Something break down, you got to fix it. Like if you're cool. Like I've had many instances when I was tattooing where I would be tatting somebody mm-hmm. and my machine would go out. Okay. Or my, my power supply would go out mm. like mid-tattoo. And I'm like, oh, bro, I got to. I'm sitting here soldering. I'm, and you know what I'm saying? You got to know oh, how to wow. do those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You got to know how to fix these things if it go wrong. So if you get into the game and you're, and you're scratching, and you're learning to tat and you tat, but then your machine goes out, um, anything like that. Yeah. What, what you're going to do if you haven't been taught? Nah, for sure. Yeah. And I used I tell people all the time, man, when I started a business, uh, I became everything in that company. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a t-shirt company. You would naturally think, okay, you do the graphics, you do the print. Nah, mm-hmm. I became an electrician because when the power went out, you're doing everything. When the, when the machine went out, <laughs> whatever the case, you got deadlines to meet, so you got to figure out how you get in there, bro. I didn't put up drywall. I didn't put up. Uh, I don't, of course, done painted, fixed electrical uh, problem, fixed plumbing mm-hmm. issues. Who, who was showing you how to do that? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, look. YouTube and just figuring out how to do it myself. You know, a lot of this stuff ain't difficult, but you mm-hmm. got to have a mindset of, uh, and this is what I tell entrepreneurs all the time, like, our job as entrepreneurs is to fix a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If there's a problem, you got to learn how to come up with a solution with it. So if the problem is the gun broke while you tattooing, okay, you know what I'm saying? And you got this person that's sitting here, you can't tell that person, look, you got to come back, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever mm-hmm. the case. You maybe can, I don't know. But- what you ideally want to be able to do is continue to do what you do. So if that means fixing the gun, you got to know your equipment. Yep, if that means having some backup guns got on to. hand, you know what I'm saying, so that you can keep going. Uh, but entrepreneurship is all about uh, fixing problems. Yeah. Let me ask you this, man. Like, what's the craziest tattoo that you've done? Oh, brother. I've done <laughs> some crazy tattoos. One one of the craziest ones I've done, I want to say, was... Um, I think I did a, it was a star. I put a star around a girl's booty hole, bro. What? <laughs> yeah, see, she Hold does. Up. She do, yeah. How do you even tattoo bro, that area? Bro, I'm telling you. My next thing like that would be crazy painful. Bro, tattooing, tattooing her booty was like, because <laughs> she had to, it was, it was her, it was her, a friend of hers and her boyfriend there. I guess he was her, um, how, can, how could you say, uh, he was her manager. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think she was in the either. In a, I know she was a I dancer, know and I, she was yeah, in. Okay. and she was in like you know that field, the uh, the adult film industry and stuff like that. Gotcha. But that that one was that was one of them. I did that star. It was a star. I put a star on the butt. You know that was crazy because it was kind of it was awkward for me at first because having her friend there, then having her her guy there with her, yeah, filming the whole thing, and she sitting here all fours with her face on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so nah, that was yeah, that was a crazy one right there. So bro. what that is the craziest places that people get tattoos at, bro? I've seen um, people get like tattoos uh in their mouth now, like on their on their bottom lip. Uh, I've seen people get tattoos like that. I've seen man, I've seen some crazy stuff. I know oh, this stuff gotta be painful. Yeah, bro. Yeah, people get so in, in crazy places. Um a place that I refuse to tattoo though, I refuse to tattoo uh eyelids. Oh. Yeah, people get that. I'm not touching the eyelids. I feel like that's too. Cool. I want. I don't even know how to grab and pull or tug the eyelid to even tat the eyelid. I don't even want. I don't even want to know because I've wow, never yeah. tatted the eyelid. I've tatted everything. I've tatted. There's no part of the body I haven't tatted except for 
eyelids. Okay. I tatted everything, bro. I tatted a nose before I put a I put like a little fake, what you call them, Marilyn Monroe on the girls and nose before that was crazy. Oh, I like put freckles. Yeah, I've okay. tatted ears, lips, necks, cheeks, foreheads. I've tatted knees, toes, bottom of the feet, back of the thigh. Wow. Booties. <laughs> Uh, the JJ's and every, I've said there is no part of the woman. Yeah, okay. That I have clarified that. Yeah, yeah. I got. Let me clarify that. Of a woman, <laughs> guys, I'm not doing nothing below the uh, above the knee. Yeah, above the knee to uh, to the belly button. That's that's no. I'm not. You get the bottom <laughs> leg and you can get you the can knee get down. The torso up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not torso no. up. I'm not doing nothing else on you, brother. I'm sorry. That's crazy, man. <laughs> so once you think about let me ask you this before I ask you this question. Um, yeah. What is like the most common area that people get tattooed? The most the most common area people get tattooed is arm. Arm, arm. back, like shoulders, forearm, stuff like that. That's a that's a, a very common place to get a tattoo. Okay. Yeah, forearms, backs, shoulders, stuff like that. So are people doing like big tattoos or is it like Bro, they they going big these days. They going big or go home these yeah. days. They How going long big. does it take to, to do a tattoo? So if somebody wanted to do a full sleeve, is that one sitting or do they come back multiple times? No, you can do it, you can do a full sleeve in, in one sitting, depending on uh it depends on the tattoo though. Depends on what right. it is. See, like how I do my tattoos is like everything is different. Like mm-hmm. I don't even price people. Like I don't have a price list or anything like that. I don't, it, it, it won't make it won't make any sense for me to have a price list. Okay. Let's say this right here, right? I'm gonna give you an example of what I mean. Let's say if like both of our hands, right? Let's say if you want a rose on your hand, right? Uh-huh. I want a rose on my hand. Let's say if I charged you one fifty for that rose on your hand, right? Mm-hmm. And I want a rose on my hand, and somebody or or somebody just want a rose on their hand. That tattoo, they rose tattoo might be. Way more detailed than yours. Gotcha. Heavy details. You might have a, a simple, basic, traditional gotcha, American gotcha. style rose. Okay. But theirs might be super realistic. So yours might be 150, but theirs might be 250 or 300, sure. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the prices change due to the size and the detail. Yeah, so yeah. you really can't, I really can't just like, that's why I don't do prices for people. So people yeah. call me, ask me all the time, like, what's your price is? You got a price list? And I'm like, nah, bro, I don't do prices. Like what is the what is like the average cost of a tattoo? Oh, uh, well, it really all depends. Let's say like if you were getting, uh, it depends on the artist too, because okay. different artists have different things. I've seen artists who've been tattooing for like a year and who who not even like. Not saying I'm on a high level, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I haven't. I've seen artists who was like nowhere close to me would charge like one fifty. That'd okay. be a minimum, like one fifty or two hundred and stuff like just that. Just period, just to come. If you in. came in and got a name or a dot, it'd be that. Like okay. whatever your minimum is, wow. that's what it is. You don't go, you don't go any less than that. So Man, somebody came like and got a dot. It's a profitable industry. Yeah, it is. It really is because, like, like I was saying before, like doing it uh, is just like this. If let's say if if you stuck to a minimum of only fifty dollars, right? Okay. Somebody came in, got a simple name. Like let's say if five people came in. And everybody wanted simple names. Like, yeah. our, our grandma passed me. I want our, her name on, on our wrist or something like that. $50, oh, wow. you can get that done in less than 10 minutes. Wow. So, five people at $50. That's an hour. About an hour, hour, hour of work, and you got that amount of money. So, if you did that, let's say if you did that, or if you did just 10 people. Yeah. 10 people a day on small tattoos, it's $500 a day. Wow. And then you work 30 days. Yeah. And it only took you for those ten people something small. Fifteen thousand dollars in a month. Wow! You can make fifteen thousand dollars a month if you just did those just ten small ones a day. Mm-hmm. Fifty dollars. 
and that and that doesn't even take up a lot of the time. So you can no still time at all. Do you, other you can stuff. Still, you can have a you can have a nine to five. Yeah, if you wanted to. Okay, and just use that time the regular time just to do, and you can just make it known to people that all I want to do is small tattoos. Okay, so look, that's that's uh that's cool. So that'll kind of get me into my transitional question about the mm -hmm. industry. Like for people that want to get into the tattoo industry, the tattoo business, yeah. what advice would you give them? Advice I would give them is to is to find find a, a a local artist or somebody who's willing to spend their time with you and teach you and show you show you the ropes. Never try to learn this on your own. I promise you, because there's a lot of things that you can. If you now, if I would have had coming into it, if I would have had um, someone showing me the ropes and things like that yeah. coming into it, then right now I would be on a, a much higher level than so, I am right now instead of okay. learning everything myself. So. How do you someone go about teaching? finding somebody in the Ooh. industry to help you out? Are people willing to help you out? Uh, most times, no, because they'll look at you like competition. I've never done that. Okay, I've never looked at anybody like competition. I, bro, I would help anybody with that. Okay, That's because like with me, my money, bro, I don't, I really don't care. I love making money mm -hmm. because I know how to. But the thing is, like, I don't care, bro. But I would never look at it like you are my competition. I don't look at it like nobody like their competition because mm -hmm. I don't see anybody else in my view. When I'm doing me and I do my thing, I worry about me and I focus on me doing me, getting better, and whatever it is that I'm doing. Gotcha. Putting this on somebody else, I would never look at it like the competition. But you got artists out there in these shops who will look at you like competition. Yeah, they will even throw salt, dirt on your name or whatever. They mm. would do anything to try to keep people from coming to you. Gotcha. So finding an artist or going to shops and trying to see if you can find somebody who will help you yeah. with that, it, it can be hard. It could be a tedious thing. It's like you- How would they go about doing it if they wanted to? Go to a shop and just ask yeah. people to be an apprentice or something like that. Oh, or wow. or even in like, um, even if you got a, a good artist who's doing it from home, mm -hmm. see if they'll help you. Get some little tips and tricks and stuff like that. Is there something like- if they if I came into your your shop and I said, mm -hmm. look, man, I am a uh, I'm an aspiring tattoo artist and I want to get in the game. I've been following you. I see a lot of the stuff that you're doing. It's dope. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is there something that I can do in your shop to kind of offset some of the workload that you're doing? You know, like in the barber shop, you had a person that's sweeping the floor. Mm -hmm. Like, can they walk in and offer to do some of the the low hanging fruit work in return for like mentorship? Yeah, they could. They could. But you know, even with even with stuff like that, the, the type of person I am. I wouldn't even let you do that. Gotcha. I wouldn't mind. Like I say, I don't mind just showing my, you ain't got to put it in that last work. But it's cool. Like certain stuff, like yeah. only work I want to see you put in is the work that show, show me that you really about this craft and show me that you can that you can work to it. Yeah. I ain't going to have you picking up my paper towels, taking my calls. I don't need For sure. For sure. I ain't going to do you like that. I just want you to go ahead and get it. I want to see you. If you're really, if you're really trying to do this, mm -hmm. you do it. That's and all I, I want to see. Yeah, for sure, man. And I ask that because I'm a strong believer in like adding value. Mm -hmm. So if you want something in return, how can you add massive value mm -hmm. for it instead of walking in somewhere and just expecting to get something for nothing? Yeah, I want to see you work. Yeah. I want to see you put in there work. Like, for sure. Yeah. Um. So how long have you been in the industry now? Oh, <laughs> 45 years. feel like <laughs> No, nah, bro, I really, I've been doing it, uh, I want to say, I started, I want to say, like in 2010, I think. 
Okay. I think it was like 2000. No, 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 no. 2011, towards the towards the end of 2011 when I started. Okay. So yeah. you old coming up on what, like 12, 13 years, something like yeah. that? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, that's been about 12 years. Bro. Okay. So <laughs> in your experience over the last decade of doing tattoos and just looking at other people in the industry, what are some of the things that cause other shops to, because you've had a lot of success in your business. Mm -hmm. What are some of those things that you can contribute to your success? And then like, what are some of the other shops not doing uh, or the things that they can improve on and help them start seeing some of the same results that you're doing? I'm gonna tell you what it is, what, what they what, what they could do is promote more. You know, some people when they start to get um, get in, they don't, they don't uh, promote as much. Like I really don't see as many people promoting themselves like every day bro i'm i promote my stuff every day for sure if i'm posting 50 million things on people's pages flyers um i even will inbox people sometimes hey time for you get a new tattoo whatever it's like basically doing more to draw more attention to you that's why like i say uh hopping into like the tiktok uh hopping on tiktok and stuff like okay. that was pretty cool because i could say it it pushed me out there to more people, like gotcha. I said, I already had a, a, a decent sized following, but mm -hmm. hopping to TikTok, it kind of busted out more. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like more people, like in those shops, if if they wanna, if they wanna keep that bad boy, because you know sometimes I know a lot of people who got shops now who are doing pretty, they doing pretty good, but it's still like you having that shop. I feel like it can get to a point where it can be super packed. Yeah, it can be packed like all the time because you got, like I say, you got scratches. Who doing tattoos and they work every day, mm. but then you got certain shops that don't work as much. Okay, you know what I'm saying because it's like, but one thing though they could do that I don't do. I'm I don't, I'm not into this no more. Like I don't I don't do like deals and things like that. Okay, but they could do that. What they do you mean that. by deals? Like as far as like you know like they might have like um uh half sleeves for three fifty or something. Okay, or, like a little you know what I'm saying like a yeah, little yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Gotcha. I just don't, I just, uh, that'll be cool, but like, I just don't feel like doing those things no more because I used to do it a lot. Gotcha. But it came to a point to where like people will only come when they had a deal. So I don't yeah. want people to have to look at that like, uh, or, or try to only come when it's a deal presented to them. Because y'all think yeah. about it, it's not like clothes, shoes, food, things like that. Mm -hmm. Clothes, if you don't like the outfit, you can take it off, take it back, get yeah. your money back. If somebody mess your tattoo up, you sure you you either gonna have that with your with you for the rest of your life? Spend more money on getting it lasered off, or spending more money with somebody who's gonna cover it up? It's gonna cost you twice, three, four, five, six times as much to cover so the it cover up. up. The cover up game costs a whole lot more. So Way what does that more. laser? What does that look like? Do you do? Do you offer that? No, you know what? I actually thought, it, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think that I would be able to do it. Um, uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> I think you have to, you probably have to go to, uh, has uh, all type of certificates and everything to even work oh, that machine. Okay. You probably could you. Yeah, on yeah. the black market side. <laughs> I'm not doing that because I'm not going <laughs> to put that laser to somebody and then they come back next week with their whole arm from the fall off the bone <laughs> because they got infected. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nobody that. in the city that offers that? There's a, there, there's, there's okay. a, a few uh, few businesses that do it. I see them on uh, Instagram a lot that show um that they do uh, tattoo removal, laser removal, and stuff like that. But even with that game too, the thing about that game is you got to go to the right people mm -hmm. because you got some people who will try to get over. On okay, you. okay. They are probably have the machine on the lowest setting it can hit you here, just so you can keep coming back. It's like 
it's like having um like a, it's then like having that residual income. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like all right, this person really wants this done, so we gonna hit them with the lowest set. No, they probably can get it out. They can get it done in probably three or four sessions. Yeah, they drag my through a whole year. Wow. Okay. Like two years. So from your from your knowledge, I don't know if you've ever done any research on it. Typically, mm-hmm. how long for just a simple tattoo? How many sessions should that that take for a laser removal? Uh, let's say somebody had like um. A name on the wrist. Oh. I'd probably say about a session or two. Okay. okay. I, I think I can say I'm not a professional. I've never d- done it. Yeah. I've never depending it de- it really depends. I feel like it depends on the uh, the persons whoever did the tattoo, their skill level. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, if they were highly skilled at it and that ink is in there, it's mm-hmm. solid. It's gonna take a long time, but if gotcha. somebody who's just learning and it's all light is fading, oh, that can make it okay. Okay, yeah. so it depends on yeah. how rich the, the ink is and how, mm-hmm. how how much is embedded in your skin. If I'm saying mm-hmm. that right, yeah, that's what's up, man. So uh, let me ask you this too about like the laser process. Does it is it effective? Like, does it take the tattoo completely off, or can you still see it? Yeah, you can get it completely off. Like I said, it depends on if you want to take that time and spend that money. Okay. Yeah, they can get they can get it they can get it gone. They can have it looking like you never had. There's another alternative too that you can use as far as that. If you had somebody who could just uh, do a, a skin tone, so you skin brown tone? skin, right? Brown yeah. skin. So if you had a uh, few tattoos on your arm that you wanted to get off. Mm-hmm. Somebody could match your skin tone with a needle and just go over your whole. Wow. Now they do. Have you seen somebody have like a blackout tattoo? Like they had their arm be completely yeah, blacked yeah, yeah. out. Uh-huh. You know the same way they just go over it with your skin tone and then hit that. So oh man, out. that's cold. I've done dude. it to people before. I've done it to two people. One, I did one on the lady's neck, and she was going into the arm. This is when they had this the whole thing about like tattoos and stuff like that. So okay. I covered one up on her neck, and then it was crazy because when she went through her whole process, they they was like, "Well, you didn't have to do that because we letting this that stuff slide in there." Okay, so yeah, we can do that. That's crazy, man. Skin tone. So you were saying going back to like the sales side of things. You said you were running promos. I remember when I um. When I started the company, the mm-hmm. t-shirt company, that's how I survived. I came up with this yeah. promo called, uh, it was a $99 t-shirt special. Mm-hmm. And then we transitioned to this thing called the $5 t-shirt What, what did that consist of, though, that, the 99 So it was, it, it, is, it evolved, you know what I'm saying, as we uh, continue to do business. But initially, it was like, get 12 t-shirts uh, with your logo printed on it for $99. Mm. And then it allowed me, you know what I'm saying, to go out and hit my sales goal. So I knew how many packages I had to sell a week in mm-hmm. order to, you know what I'm saying, take care of the bill. So packages and deals were easy, an easy way for me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, to hit my sales goal and to make sure that the bills were paid. And then one of them that actually stuck with us was uh, the $5 t-shirt special. So, um, you know, you remember like, uh, in 2008, when the recession hit, uh, yeah. everybody was reducing their prices. Mm. And Subway was the first one that came out with like the five dollar Subway. Look, yeah, the little foot long. Yeah, man. So look, I'm a big fan at looking at like companies that spend millions on marketing, and advertising, and figuring out how I can do what mm. they did. I was just still an idea. So I was like, man, the five dollar t uh, Subway uh, thing is is popular. I do it with T-shirts. So what I did was I created this five dollar T-shirt special. Mm. It's twenty T-shirts. Uh, only white t-shirts, you get your logo in the front. <clears throat> now, the goal was to upsell. So anytime they came in and wanted that special, mm-hmm. we would then say, you know, you can also get a color shirt for an additional dollar, or you can put something on the back for an additional dollar. So it allowed yeah. us to upsell. So something that started as $5, our goal was to get you to $10 or $8, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and make the profit off of it. 
But going back to kind of what you were saying with like the TikTok and the social media, what are yeah. you seeing some of the trends are and is that affecting your business in a positive way? As far as like uh, what trends you mean? Uh, so TikTok is just trending, period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. are moving away from, not necessarily that they're moving away from some of these other platforms, mm-hmm. but they're starting to spend more time on TikTok. TikTok has come up with this formula for shorts. Uh, a lot of people are gaining a whole lot more followers quicker yeah. uh, on TikTok. So I know that you are on there. Mm. Uh, how many subscribers do you currently have? Like on uh, probably about a hundred and four thousand, I think. Okay. Now. How long did it take you to build that up? A few months. A few months for a hundred thousand. A few months. That's crazy. I want to say, uh, I had it in like February. It didn't really shoot off. I want to say it didn't shoot off until like I want to say maybe May or June. Okay. When I had my first million view uh, video. Wow. Yeah, I think it was like in June. After that, I probably, I probably made about, I probably had a few more. I probably had about, I probably got about seven or eight videos that done hit over a million. Yeah. One is like five, almost six million. One is two. Another one's like 1.8. So what's like the biggest one that you've had? Five. Five million views. Yeah, like That's five crazy. million. What, what it's still going. It's still video? going. It was just a video of like me in the in the freaking uh, um, in the gun range. <laughs> but the ones from like um, the other ones are just like me, like tattooing customers and stuff like that. Okay, and they're getting millions of views. They are you millions. seeing it directly affect your bottom line, like revenue wise? Um, that does more of like uh, it's more of uh, it's more cosmetic. What do you mean by cosmetic? It's just it's more so. Um, it's just like how the, the like how women these days and go and get their booties done. Mm-hmm. It does nothing for the <laughs> for, for them being who they are, but it gotcha. just looks good. Okay, like, okay. And like it's cos. I say it's cosmetic because like um, a lot of the times when I get a lot of these people, they they're more so coming because of. The, what they see here, okay, you know, like these days, you know, it's more so they're more so gravitating to how I am with the people. Gotcha. Versus focusing on the the tattoo mm-hmm. side of it. You know okay. what I'm saying? So like I do it. It has boosted it up a little bit, but okay. not to a point where it's like, oh my god, is this? Yeah. No, nah, because those people are more so looking at me with googly eyes mm-hmm. and not like. With the money. Okay. You know it's just more entertainment right That's now. That's all it is. Man. Now, have you been able to monetize TikTok? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, I'm I mean, Do you know their, their algorithm to get monetized? Was it pretty easy to get monetized? I think I had to, for me to get monetized, I think I had to have at least 10,000 10, uh, subscribers or something, okay. followers or whatever like that before I could get monetized. And after that, then it was just, but you know, the, that tick, the, the TikTok thing, I feel like you would, if you want to see... A uh, good income from TikTok. I mm-hmm. feel like you would have to. You would literally. You would have to put that work in as far as like um, finding uh, finding your 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 avenue. Like I said, if you were if you were the type that wanted to do like well, what like what you're doing with the equity tab, bro, yeah, that yeah. would be perfect for for running this for TikTok because that'll bring. I mean, there's so many people in the world who want to be in business and get that bread. For sure. See what you're doing. You would run off with mm. because it'd be so many people will want the knowledge that you have with that. They will sure. they would run to they would pay for that. So then when when that comes in, what they do is that's when other uh, other companies or whatever they would probably they would they would use you mm-hmm. for to do things for them like maybe 
maybe if they had like um what's something that you can use or or they had like a what do you call that when uh let's say if you you had something that you sell that that breaks down a product like or how you or breaks down the business aspect of whatever what do you call it uh you talking about like a how to yeah basically whatever like if okay. it's a how to or whatever like they would pay you to like uh Market it or, or, oh, or do oh, a product video. review, yeah. Product review, or say like so, a, some like a whatever it is. Have you bro, had like, anybody send you product? I get a lot you? of that, bro. But it's just like I'm not doing it. Yeah, they want me to do stuff. It's like, bro, that's that has nothing to do with what I'm doing. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've got? Bro, uh, a sailboat. I had a, a remote <laughs> control boat. I've had a freaking. Um, so hold up, hold up. When they send you that, what is the? Instruction? I'm gonna show you when this, I'm gonna show you when it's. <laughs> They want you, to, like I say, they'll do. They'll send you stuff, and then they'll ask you to like make a video, or whatever, um, and then talk about it. Then if they want, if you want to, they'll send you the product out. They yeah. give you one and give you another. They give you two, one for yourself and one to give away or whatever like that. Okay. And they'll pay you for. It. You can some of them, uh, depending on like how your video does, mm -hmm. they will give you more money. or You can negotiate price. Some of them off the muscle, they will let you negotiate. Yeah. a price. What is the biggest? Uh, and I don't know if this is. Too, you know, too, no, no, you good. Too personal, but like, you what good. is the biggest? Four hundred was the biggest endorsement deal that you've got. Yeah, four hundred. Okay, that was cool. the biggest. Was the I didn't take it. You didn't take it. No, okay. because the product, I can't remember. I sh I have to show it to you, but yeah. I don't even know what what it was. Like, I I got messages right now that I got in today mm -hmm. from um uh, I don't know who the people are, but they're trying to get me to join certain things or whatever. Gotcha. I'm just like, nah, some of those things, bro. It's like it's not what I'm what I'm doing. So, what is your uh, what is your goal for monetizing? I know you get that off of just views right now, mm -hmm. but. Uh, affiliate links and you know what I'm saying product reviews and stuff like that is huge. Do you ever plan on getting into this space? Is there a certain goal that you want before you start tapping into that? No, no, no. I I would if it's the right one. Yeah. I'm not see like I say I'm not I'm not a money hungry guy. So I, I'm just not gonna jump to anything that had that makes no sense to what I do. For sure. You know what I'm what saying? type of products would you uh would you endorse like anything that has anything to do with what I do if okay. it was uh, if it was tattoo stuff or if it, if it was music stuff anything okay. that has something to do with what I do For I sure. would or if it was something like now if that if that if I, if it was a way for me to make that that boat make sense to what I was doing yeah then I would. You know what I'm saying? Like if I had, <laughs> if I was in the water, tell somebody I'm like I need that over there, and then I get the boat driving over to me with the stuff on it, and be like, yeah, baby, <laughs> like that. Then it, yeah, but it makes no sense. Yeah, but, yeah, that's a hard. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's like why, why, why? Like, why is this man putting up? This boy do tattoos. Why yeah, is this man putting a, a, a sailboat yeah, <laughs> on his kid? Toy. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes man. sense. So. Man, that's crazy. So I'm not on. I, I got a TikTok profile. Mm -hmm. I posted one TikTok video, and it's really you're not doing, a video. You're doing that hip dance, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It ain't even a video. That joint was a. Um, it was a uh, just my logo. Yeah. Because I just wanted to establish the page. Uh, I threw some music on that joint. Matter of fact. I hadn't even been back on TikTok uh, since I did it. Hopefully, that gave me a million views. I <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so with the success that you've seen on TikTok, like what, what, with the videos that you've seen, like what do you see the algorithm uh, tends to favor more? And what like advice would you give somebody that's trying to get on TikTok? Mm, uh, oh well, it, like I say, that that algorithm like on TikTok is 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 very random for some reason. It's it's real random because like um well the, the only well some advice that I can give to somebody as far as like uh getting the video that we'll do 
some type of numbers is to make sure that that video that you make is bright, clear. Clarity is a is a must. For sure. Anything that looks muddy, they're they they're not going to really just try to push that. Mm-hmm. Um, the video has to be interesting. Okay. It has to be eye catching. Gotcha. It has to be something worth somebody wanting to sit there and watch for however long that you're you're putting it up. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I've seen that with myself too. I put videos up before and I felt like, ah, oh, that gen is kind of dull. I, for my eyes only, I yeah. just cut it down. I, but I never delete it. Okay. That's the thing too. Is like if you post, if you, any of you guys post a video, never delete the content. Never delete that content. Just put it Why to where like, because they they see that. Okay. Because you really TikTok sees they that? see that. Like okay. you're really not giving it time to do anything because you might post it today and it might not do nothing today mm-hmm. tomorrow. The next day, the next day. Gotcha. But that day after that, it might shoot straight up. Like you're not giving it time to go through. Like somebody, all it takes is one person to see it. I was gonna say, have you seen that with some of your videos? Like yeah. you posted and it, it didn't do any numbers, but then after a week or so, it just jumped out the roof. Yep, it. I have. Like it was. Uh, well, my first one, it did that. Like okay. it didn't do anything for the first couple of days, and then after that, it was just like, boosh. That boy shot what up. was, was the like, video? Do you remember? Uh, I was. I was tattooing a, a lady's leg. It was just, you couldn't see the leg. You just you just seen her leg and me. I was talking to them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that one shot up. It was like, it was, it was like, it was going like um, I think in three days, it hit a it hit a million views in three days. Wow. That one hit a million in three days. That's so that's like what uh like three hundred and something, like three hundred fifty, like almost three hundred and fifty thousand almost a day mm. before it hit a million. It was getting three hundred and fifty thousand views a day. A day. Wow. A day. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I know, um, like, when we ran the t-shirt company, uh, whenever I would post to Instagram, mm-hmm. our, uh, like, how-to videos would mm-hmm. get the most views. So we would take people through the process of how we would set the, sh- the, the printer up, how we would print mm-hmm. the t-shirt. We'd show that whole process. We'd show the shirt going through the dryer. Then we'd show us boxing the shirt up uh, and show them their final images. And anytime we posted videos like that, those always got, you know what I'm saying, the most yeah. views. Because people like to see, you know what I'm saying, they wanted, they how stuff their process. is done. Yeah. And, and and even with that, they send their process. And then that's and that's cool too for people who are trying to get in who are trying to get in that business that you were in. It's what they're like, oh yeah. well, nah, that's how they do that. You know what somebody said so that that's that's a good thing too. For sure. So I like uh <laughs> this is weird, but I don't know if you see like these landscaping videos on uh on Facebook or Instagram, whatever, where this guy he'll come out and he will uh he'll find just like an abandoned house with overgrown uh, he'll just, he just get to yeah, yeah I seen him uh, yeah I seen him. Them Jones be twenty minutes and I be locked in on them because I be wanting to see the progression of it. So yeah. the videos they like show the behind the scenes, the progression and stuff like that. Have you seen like those are the most the ones that get the you get the most mm-hmm. success off of? Yeah, yeah. So, bro, I I promise you, like I'm I love like even when I watch movies, bro, I love to watch how they make the movies. Yeah, like I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a movie bro, so I love it. Like I like right now, bro. If we go to my car and I and I cut the TV on in that bad boy, you're gonna see the movie playing, but you're gonna see the director's commentary. Okay. You know what I'm saying? See stuff like that. I like I like to know like what they do and how they get to that point. For sure. What is the director's what, commentary? You know how they just talk through the movie and tell you oh, about the scene. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, wow, that's dope. So you watch the that. movie and listen to the director's I, talk. Yeah, okay. I do that. I love that. Like I, What does that do for you? Like what's what is that? Because you know, at uh at one point then I was real big into like wanting to do movies. So, like even when I was doing music real, real heavy, okay. like 
I would direct my my videos like a movie. Mm. It would be set up like a movie scene. And, some, okay. and, and a lot of the videos, sometimes they will connect with each other like that. And you will see pieces from this one. And then you would probably see like a little Easter egg and this one. I have like a little thing in the corner or something. You will see that it be from this video. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that type of stuff. And I'm real big on dialogue too. Okay. So with, with stuff like that, getting, getting not just to see in the face of it, I want to get into it deep. So that's why I say like with, I was talking about earlier about with the tattoo thing is like, it's best to know everything about it. Get into that bad boy. Like you were saying what you were doing with your uh, with the t-shirt lab, bro. You did everything. You was putting yeah, up yeah. drywall. You was fixing stuff and shit sure. like that. You got to yeah. know it because if you didn't, then you out of more money paying somebody, somebody to fix to it, it. Yeah. or you're lost. You're like, damn, yeah. I can't get these orders out. And you know that is, and that's more so for like, you know what I'm saying? I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And we was talking about some of like the miscellaneous jobs that you do mm -hmm. uh, that come up, but that still applies to the craft. Yeah. Like, man... As I'm in the process of trying to launch this network, this podcast network, the mm -hmm. amount of research, this is a five-month process. I started this, you know what I'm saying, five months ago, researching, figuring out the equipment, then going into, you know what I'm saying, how you're supposed to do videos, what equipment you need, all this stuff. Like, people don't do deep dives into, you know what I'm no. saying, the industry that they want to get in, and then... When they get into it, they're not having the success that they want. And it's because you never built a, a big foundation. You were in the foundation mm -hmm. industry. The, the foundation seemed like it's the longest thing it takes to put up. Yeah. But once you get that foundation done, the building or the house goes up pretty quick after that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that foundation is where you got to spend more time working. Mm -hmm. So hearing you say you listen to like the commentary and stuff like that, that's cool because, bro, I sit back and I watch I, I'm weird about stuff. Like, I watch mm -hmm. the craziest details. So, uh, for instance, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I was running a T-shirt company, mm -hmm. I systemized everything. And as customers would come in, I would sit back and I would watch them open the box and I would study the moves that they made. How many mm -hmm. T-shirts did they pull out of that box before they decided that the order was good? Yeah. And with that, I would take it, you know what I'm saying, and make sure that we always put the best – 10 t-shirts on top because on average the customer would look at the first five t-shirts yeah, and if there's a t-shirt yeah if there was one messed up in the box within that first five they typically would go through the whole box and and, and you know find other things that they quote unquote think that's messed up so yeah i i can respect the fact that you watch movies and listen to the director uh commentary on it because that's where you get insight you yeah. know what i'm saying that guy here's the crazy thing that director mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying he went to school he spent thousands of dollars to get that education. He's working with a crew. Mm -hmm. Movies cost millions. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you are getting the mind of someone who, you know what I'm saying, is an expert at what exactly. they do. And people don't, that's that's crazy. They don't that's get like a that. little hack right there. Yeah, that's they don't dope. Get that. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start yeah, watching bro, the commentary. I promise you, I love it. I can, if I buy any DVD or whatever, watch them, I cannot. If it doesn't have a director's commentary, behind the scenes or nothing, I I probably watch it here and there or whatever, or I probably won't even get it. I, yeah. I want to see that. I want to see every scene what they say about the lighting or this angle or whatever. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm so, saying? So I'm into that. So that's dope. Knowing knowing the ins and out of stuff, I feel like it's the best thing. Sure. I feel like that's a that's a good way to be great. When if you know if you know the stuff from the inside and out, it's like bro, like it was this guy that I watched on uh, that I've seen his videos pop up on YouTube. I I don't know. I think he does like. I don't, I don't even know his name. I don't know if you've ever seen him before, but it's a uh, it's an older white guy. He talks about like building a brand. I don't know if it's like uh, real estate or whatever. And they said he was talking about how like they put him in a place, they put him in an, another country, right? Okay. 
And they stripped him of everything. No money, no nothing. Was he an undercover billionaire, Grant Cardone? I don't know if that's his name or not. Maybe, okay. but but and they wanted to see if he could build build an empire again in ninety sure. days yeah, yeah, with yeah. nothing. Okay. And he could. And and I and I said this to my sister. I was like, bro, the reason he could be that because he know the ins and outs. Yeah, it's yeah. not hard. If you put me, if I know how to build a house from from everything, I know all the things how to make the this and that. And you put me in the woods. Give me a year, bro. I'm gonna have a yeah. house, a uh, a uh, uh, place to. To uh, to uh, dry my foods, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. have a, a another. I'm a build. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna cut them trees. I'm gonna know everything, so I sure, will survive. Sure. So it's not hard once you know those. Once you know the ins and outs, you know everything about it. Mm-hmm. Then you gonna. Oh, I feel like I feel like you will always win. Well, man, you know that skill doesn't necessarily uh, come natural to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The wanting to do the deep dive, wanting to know the ins and outs of their industry. Was that something that you was just naturally born with? Yeah, bro. I always like even when I talk to people. Sometimes I talk to a lot of ladies, and I be uh, and every time I sit them to them and I talk to them about whatever I talk to them about, yeah. I always break it down. Sure. I will like I will always try to make it to where like where. To where you will understand it. Okay. So like it was always a thing for me. Even when I had toys a long time ago, sometimes I used to break them just down. Okay. Look at what's in the inside and put it back together. Sure. And I'm telling you, when I was a kid, bro, I had when I, I had a Sega. Mm-hmm. When that Sega, that Sega had died on me one day, bro. I, I I promise you, I put this on everything I love. I think I was probably like eleven or twelve, maybe thirteen or something okay. like that. Bro, I broke that Sega <laughs> down. Took all the screws out, seeing stuff that was kind of messed up with it, bro. Yeah. I didn't have no soldering iron, but I was taking stuff like little pieces of like what's called and putting it and taping it, mm. making cords and taking old cords and cutting sure. the splice and wires together. And I made that Sega work again. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. That's but that's honestly the mindset that, you know, you gotta have break something. And that's what I like to do in business, right? I, and it's not necessarily breaking it, but mm-hmm. I like to do a big picture. Like, all right, what is my goals? What do yeah. I want to accomplish? And then I reverse engineer that business. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So if I want to make the equity type of billion dollar evaluation one day, okay, cool. Yeah. What does podcasting, what does other networks do to reach that? All right, and then let me dissect that piece by piece. Mm-hmm. What is their organizational structure? Who does this? What what you know what I'm saying? How does all of this flow and function together? Isn't it similar to what you're saying with, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, what you did with that Sega? Yeah. Just always having a curious mind as a business owner. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. an entrepreneur. I feel like a lot of people sometimes get hung up on that part, man. They they get stuck, you know what I'm saying? Because they feel like they know enough and they stop learning. You always gotta be dissecting, you always gotta be breaking Damn. down, you always gotta be asking questions. You, you got to my that's, that's that's what I was saying about the tattoo, the tattooing, bro, is I still to this day, it doesn't matter how many, t- I've done thousands of tattoos, and I still, every time I tat, I still will figure out something new. I'll be like, oh, maybe I come this way. There we go, right there, there's the problem, right there, I'm going this way. Because everybody can say everybody's skin is different. Yeah. You know, different textures, everything. So, yeah, I feel like to be successful in something, I feel like you should, you should really be into every part of it. Yeah. Every part of it, like from from the root to the to the crown, you have mm-hmm. to real deal be invested in everything that has to do with it. You know what I'm saying? And be and be willing to be willing to fail. I feel like failure is great. Yeah, yeah. I failed a lot. I feel like failure is great because it made me better. It it, it showed me okay, don't do that. Move like this. Then when they f- 
right here, okay, don't do that. Move yeah. a little bit like this. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good thing. A lot of people, that's why a lot of people don't succeed in a lot of things too because they, they are scared of failure. Yeah. Bro, that's great. It's like, I had to explain this to a little lady friend of mine. It's mm -hmm. like, and she was like, well, I didn't want to do it because this, I felt like I was, I said, baby, well, if you, I said, because uh, she had a car too that she ever, I said, did you stop driving? Yeah. She was like, no, nah, I got another car. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. When you broke up with your ex, did you stop dating? Yeah. She was like, no, nah, I got another nigga. I said, you you got fired from your job. Did you stop working? Mm -hmm. No. I said, you're going, you're going to keep going, right? For sure. So that's, that's the thing. It's like failure, it, people look at failure as sometimes it's a bad thing. I don't. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. look at it like that, bro. I said that builds character. It does. I read a book, man. It. Uh, I think the book was called. Uh, it was. It was called Go for No. Mm -hmm. And uh, I talked about. It's called what? Go for No. Go. Uh, go for No. Go. For oh, okay. No. Go. It's, it's a sales. <laughs> I just said go for no. <laughs> a go for a go for on the box. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This joke is called Go for. Uh, it may be called Go for the No, but anyway, oh, I've okay. talked about this in uh, other episodes, but in this book. He, uh, it's a sales book and it talks about uh, just to kind of give you a crash course and talk to you about this failure piece mm -hmm. it, it goes into you know what I'm saying most of the times we stop the transaction uh, as sales reps yeah. uh, because we've reached our spending capacity like if you've never spent $10,000 in the store but you're the sales rep when somebody comes in and spends 10000 in your mind that's it they mm -hmm. done hit your spending limit so you stop the sale instead of mm -hmm. continuing to try to ask them to buy more and more products. So the concept was go for no. But in this book, he outlined failure and success. And I mm -hmm. thought it was the most genius way. I still use this to today. So what he was saying was basically the same thing you saying. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Most people are afraid of failure because they feel like if they're going in the direction of failure, they're mm -hmm. automatically going away from success. Mm -hmm. And he said that's how people in their minds have it. You in the middle, then you got failure on one side, success on the other side. So if you're going towards failure, you're automatically going away from success. But he said it's the absolute opposite. It's you on this side. Failure is in the middle and success is on the other side. Exactly. So he was saying you got to fail, you know what I'm saying, in order to get success. And just like any business, you know what I'm saying, data is the most critical thing that you can rely on yeah. for growth and marketing. So if you don't fail, how are you going to get that data? How are you going to learn what you did wrong? You've got to be willing to take action, fail, readjust, fail again. Bro, you, know what you, saying? you know a lot of people don't understand that though, bro. I, but it's crazy. You know what? You know what? And I don't even I don't even look at them like oh, like fools because they're not. It's just like some. It's just like not being. It's just not being taught certain things. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. because it's a lot of people like you got certain families. It's like a thing, a, a big thing too. That's uh, that goes on in like the uh, the the black community. Mm -hmm. It's like there's not too many people that's teaching you about like building credit or yeah, yeah, yeah. doing things like that. You're not you're not taught that. It's just you go to work. Pay your bills, mm -hmm. take care of home, take care of your family, love the people. Save That's a it. little it's like, bit if you yeah, can. It's yeah, it's like, but it's it's more to that. It's a whole. Lot it's more it's, to it's it, more yeah. to that. So it's like that's not taught with a lot of things. That's why, I like, when people when I talk to certain people and they don't know these things, I used to look at them like, bro, you stupid. Yeah, but they're not. They yeah, just yeah, it's yeah. just like it's like it's just that that ignorance to certain things. Like it's it's certain, it's a lot of stuff that I'm still ignorant to that I need to learn. Yeah, that I, I need to understand or go through just like the whole thing about like certain businesses or certain things with this and certain things with that. Like I still myself yeah. am trying to uh, get it going. You know what I'm saying? Get it popping as far sure. as that, but man. 
So, man, I know uh, you, you're right, you know what I'm saying? Because when I started my uh, business journey, I was a blank slate. Right? I was a blank mm-hmm. canvas. I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about sales. You ran and it I had Yeah, I had to figure out how to uh, develop, you know what I'm saying, a learning appetite. Yeah. How, I had to learn to learn. And that's what a lot of people fall short at is they don't figure out how to learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, that's really, if you take anything away from school, that's all school really teaches you how to do is how to learn. Yeah. You study, and then you memorize that, and you take the test. Uh, but developing uh, a, a habit of learning on a consistent basis, like, it's crazy, bro. Like, I read, I get through about three books a week. Ooh, you a bad mo- I get through about three books every decade, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, but look, the reason I'm able to do that is because, you know what I'm saying, I listen to the audio books. Oh, uh, I got that on my phone, bro. I, I, I go to sleep to it sometimes. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, nah, I listen to the audio books, and you know, you can bro. listen to them on normal speed. Mm-hmm. I kick that joint up to double speed. Mm-hmm. Because me, I'm only looking for one, possibly two nuggets that I can get out there. But I don't need to know mm-hmm. or understand the whole book. I'm going to speed that joint up, and then I'm going to read. You know what I'm saying? If the book is six hours, I'm going to double the speed. It's a three hour. So mm-hmm. within, you know what I'm saying, a couple trips to the studio back home, two, three days, that book done. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I'm only looking for one or two nuggets out of it. Mm. But learning how to learn was critical for me. You know what I'm saying? It taught me everything I needed to know about business. It's all in a book. So what is like what are some of the things that you do to, you know what I'm saying, continue your education in your field and just in business in general? Well, as, as far as with tattoos, it's it's a uh it's slightly different because um because it's 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 you no know, it's art. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's basically you just drawing. Yeah. But um, but what I do though to 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 try to keep it um, keep it fresh or whatever on my end, I, I just watch. I just yeah. watch other people do their things. A lot of- yeah. I just I just I'm just always watching, watching, yeah. and watching, and watching, and listening. It's still little things. It's still like certain things that uh, certain artists do that I try to see. I never try to like put myself in like one lane. You know, okay. you got a lot of people who is just like in one line. You got some guys who are just like black and gray. That's all they do. Oh, okay. Traditional. That's all they do. Gotcha. Or, they want, you mean like no color tattoos? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Re, uh, photorealistic. That's all they do. Uh, new school. That's all they do. Like, mm. What is new I, school? New school is more so like big big eyes, cartoonish looking stuff. Like if it was me, okay. I have a big head, little bitty legs, and a big arm, big old teeth. That's, gotcha. that's more so like new school. Okay. So my thing is... To be well, well rounded in everything. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So try to get all of this. Like with this, like with music. Like being a rapper is like I've never had an issue with styles. Like if I go through and play ten of my songs, mm-hmm. bro, it'll it'll be like different people on them songs. Yeah, yeah. I can be so simple A B C to super lyrical to whatever. You know what I'm saying. So it's like. You gotta you gotta be a chameleon. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. Com- what is a com- what is it called? What do you call it? You gotta be like a, a chameleon. <laughs> you can be chameleon there too. <laughs> you gotta be able to do it, do it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be able to be That's dope, man, because what I hear you saying too is you just like you said, you just can't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like this is what you're good at. But bro, there's a bag out there for all of these other services. Yeah. Only if you diversify and be willing to, you know what I'm saying, to learn and stretch yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can tap into the money. So, bro, what's what's next for you, man? Man, as far as like what's next, bro, I'm 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 trying to see. 
Yeah. <laughs> because it's so much, it's so much, it's so many things that I want to do. Because at, at one point I did want to try to try to grab me a few buildings and put artists in. But like I say, how this how the okay. city is set up, how the city is set up. Like there's there's a lot of great guys here, a lot of great ladies here who are actually down for the business and will be loyal to the business and actually yeah. work. But finding those people who are willing to work is a is a that's a task, bro. Yeah. Like I don't even want to try to open up a few sh- or try to open up this shop and get this building, get this building, and try to put people in there when they might not be conducive to the business. They might they might burn it down. They yeah. might you know yeah. what I'm saying. They might it's it's so much that they can do. They can get in there, and build their clientele up, and leave the whole thing. Mm, and, and take then the clientele with them. Yeah. And then it's just me in this or just me in here. Or I just got this. Got this building, got this building, yeah. and there's nobody in there that's reliable. And then trying to put people, I don't want to, I don't want to put people in no contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? As far as like you can't leave for this amount of years or whatever, I don't mm-hmm. want to do nobody like that because I, want, I still want you to. If you got, if you got what you need and you need to branch and go do your thing, bro. I said like, that's like I said, this type of person I am. It, yeah. And certain business man, yeah. certain certain people will look at bro, that's not good. It's like, do this, do it this way, but I'm too. You gotta protect I'm too, yourself. I'm too, yeah, I'm I'm too free at that point. It's like, bro, you wanna go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm next. It ain't type. even worth the drama but, holding yeah, on to but, somebody that don't wanna be there. But sometimes, but like, that can be great, but at the same time, for other people, like that, the smart thing would to be the, all right, sign this, Put bro. the contract, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, I you think. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, it's just, everything to me is just like, uh, yeah. I think that's, that's that's real, and that's an issue that a lot of people are dealing with right now, labor. Mm-hmm. But what I found too, because I used to do that, you know what I'm saying? People that used to come to work for me, mm-hmm. I, because they learned all of our trade secrets. They got to know yeah, our customers, so what, stuff like that. How did you deal with that, bro? Man, we put uh, we put non competes in place. Um, mm-hmm. That just basically said, you know, hey, uh, if this doesn't work out or whatever, you can't go and compete with us. Now, oh, okay, we didn't prevent yeah. you from getting another job in the industry. Nah, we weren't trying to do that. But you weren't going to be able to open up and, you know what I'm saying, take all our trade secrets and then yeah, go yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and do your own business. But what I found is, it's not even about that, man. What I found was the ingredients. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can make chicken. Yeah. But can they mix up the batter the way you mix up the batter? You know what I'm saying? Can they create an atmosphere? Can the restaurant be dope? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And and so like what you're saying is, and it goes back to that that failure thing. You're gonna have to test the water and see how it works. But your unique value proposition is what you bring to the market. Yeah. What does that atmosphere look like when somebody walk in your tattoo shop? You know what I'm saying? What's the customer service? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How do you figure out how to create something so unique that nobody else can duplicate? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Look at Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? Them folks are serving. You know what I'm saying? Uh, line is always wrapped around the building. Bro, I got something to say about Chick-fil-A, but I'm not going to say it on this month. <laughs> <laughs> they probably come at me in my door. What did you say we put in our food, huh? <laughs> nah, for sure, man. So, yeah, that's dope, man. Um, I think, man, for me, uh, when I'm looking at, like, what's next, uh, looking at this, like, this whole content creation space, man. Mm-hmm. And I know you in it. You you way deeper in it than I am. But just trying to learn as much as I can about that, man, and just keep up, you know what I'm saying, with changing uh, trends or whatnot because it's, it's big. Bro, you you got it. You getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you what you what even what you got set up right now, bro, it's, it's lovely to see, bro. When I see it, I be like, look at my. I appreciate it. Look at my boy. Look at my boy <laughs> doing this, man. I'm proud of to see it. This, man. I appreciate see, it's good. So the, that's a step. Like, even when I was doing like my little my little podcast thing, bro, I didn't think about getting as much as you got. Bro, this is a house. <laughs> 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 I might got a house in equipment, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, bro, like I say, it's it's good, man, to see that, man. Especially like uh where we come from, bro, to see that. Sure. To see that, bro, it's like, man, look at that. Look at Lil' Cuzzo looking like a real McBoy. Man, I appreciate it, man. It. Yeah, that means a lot, bro. I appreciate it for sure. So, mm. man, look, tell everybody how they can follow you, how they can keep oh, up with you, man. Yeah, so like I, like I said in the beginning, if y'all don't know who I am, Tristan Santana, boy, you need to find me. Find me on anything. It's the same thing on everything. If it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tristan Santana, T-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S-A-N-T-A-N-A, Tristan Santana. That's how you find me. Show, man. Yo, this is a dope conversation, man. We're going to do this more often. This is the we first go. one. We you got to. We but got yeah, to, man. brother. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot of people out there that listen to this interview that want to get in the industry that's mm-hmm. going to get a lot of gain from what you just said, man. Yeah. So don't be surprised if people start reaching out to you. Oh, boy. They been reaching out now. I be <laughs> like, hey, look, get, you, get back out of here, boy. What you reaching for? I'm reaching for my pockets. <laughs> Show, man. Well, I appreciate you, homie. Ain't no thing, but chicken wing, brother. Show.